Hello, good morning, happy Monday. It's been a bit of a rough week at our house. My husband has had COVID. I've been balancing taking care of our daughter full time while actively staying away from him, obviously, to make sure we don't get sick while, you know, I'm interviewing and it's just been a lot, but she's still sleeping. I'm drinking a Celsius cola and maybe if I have time, God willing, I'm going to squeeze in a workout before she wakes up. So anyway, that's my life right now in case you were wondering. Let's get down and dirty into today's topic. Um, it's something that I am very passionate about because I kept my mouth shut about it. I was embarrassed uh, because of how I was feeling and I shouldn't be because when you're pregnant, and you don't know what to expect. And if you have the fear of the unknown, which I mean, in full transparency, I definitely do when new net new big things in life happen, I tend to get fearful. That's my trouble spot. But, um, the media, let's talk about the media. I'm a huge fan of media for a variety of reasons. A I'm a marketer and I have been a media buyer in previous lives, a social media manager. It's something that comes with the territory. It's part of my role that I truly love. And as a person and as a consumer, I hold it in high regard. But as we know, there is an influx of content out there and a lot of it is highly negative. I mean, think about the world that passed almost three years from a COVID point of view and all the negativity that was out there. I say no more. Um, but from a motherhood perspective, I found it especially rough. I have always been someone who dreamed of being a mother from the time I was young. There's, there's literally no point in my life that I can't remember not wanting to be a mom. It was like one of the ultimate goals that I had someday. Um, I grew up with two parents who obviously, you know, really loved us and were very open about how they always wanted children or grandparents who felt the same way, a big family. So everyone was very loving. There was a ton of kids around constantly. So it, it was just always something that I was wanted and that I wanted and that I was used to. And I never really had any fear surrounding it. I would say that once I met the man of my dreams and got married there, things would just fall into place. Maybe that was naive of me to think, but that's how I felt. So when I first found out that I was pregnant, it was January of 2021. And I felt like I had earned this rite of passage into the new mom club when it came to social content and anything article related because it directly pertained to my life. I wasn't just reading something that was far ahead in the future for me that I couldn't really like materialize or internalize as something that was directly impacting me at the moment, but now it was. So I followed a slew of influencers and mom related accounts on Instagram. I subscribed to different newsletters. I downloaded a bunch of apps. Like I was seriously locked and loaded. Like I was ready. Like I was so ready. I was a little sponge consuming everything. And then about a week into my pregnancy, it ended chemically which is also something I did not speak about until months later. And I didn't realize how common it was. So I spent all of February, 2021 thinking there was something wrong with me. Um, maybe I wasn't meant to be a mother. Is my fertility out of whack? Blah, blah, blah. But this is something that so many women experience 
that is just not highly vocalized. I think it's starting to be. But anyway, that'll be a topic for another day. I deleted all of my social media. I was seeing pregnancy announcements uh, from friends from high school, and it was like a knife in my gut. Like I could, I literally couldn't do it. I was, I was so upset. So then I took a break under doctor's orders, and then I got pregnant again the following month. And once I had it confirmed at the office and waited long enough to make sure, um, because I was so you know hesitant and scared after the first scenario, I reinstated social media and I refollowed all of these accounts. And again, I was like, okay, let's do this stuff. Let's go. You know, I'm going to learn everything. I'm going to see what this is like. I'm going to prepare myself for my new life. You know, anticipating that this was a huge change, but at the same time, like, God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle, right? Or at least that's how, you know, that's what my mom taught me. This is how I try to look at things um, through that sort of lens. But I was just completely anxious and dejected with all of the content that I was consuming. And I felt like I was really slapped in the face, to be honest with you. Like, what the hell is this motherhood thing? All of these articles, all of these posts on social, it was basically mothers talking about how exhausted they were, how overwhelmed they were, how much life had changed. I remember even reading articles from mothers that had two to four kids saying like they almost wish they could go back in time and not have their kids. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Seriously. Like I couldn't believe what I was reading. It was very shocking and disconcerting, especially as somebody who always dreamed of having multiple children, that this is, this is really how it was conveyed. I'm like, maybe, is this really what it's like? And let me put it to you this way, just to give you further context. I grew up as one of three. My dad worked and my mom was a stay-at-home mom for 13 years. So from my experience, I did not see both mom and dad work. I was not, um, a member of a household that needed, I mean, granted, this is, this is the early nineties as well that needed two salaries to function. And that's, that's where we are now, especially if you live on Long Island where I'm from. So a lot of trepidation existed because I knew I would be going back to work and I love working. I love my career. It's very, very important to me, but I always assumed I could do both and I wouldn't be like ripping my hair out or at least not every day. So anyway, there were so many themes that, that continually resonated on these apps and it was akin to, and if you read the newsletter this week, I mean, I list them all because yeah, I kind of memorized them. They were everywhere. You know, your life will never be the same again. You're never going to sleep. You're never going to look or feel the same, constantly tired and drained. Children take a huge toll on your marriage. You can kiss your sex life. Goodbye best of luck affording everything. Your finances are going to take a huge hit. Most of all, the ones that killed me were working and being a mother drains the life out of you. You can never be a successful mother and a successful professional. One is always going to suffer. Uh, Childcare is going to drain your bank account. Like best of luck. And basically like deuces, like these people just, you know, telling their version of the truth, I guess you could say, but with such a negative twist and with someone like me, who is very impressionable, impressionable when it become when it comes to content, I'm reading this from like experienced and veteran mothers, and I was literally like, "What the fuck is going on?" So anyway, I unfollowed all of the accounts for a second time. 
and I was second guessing everything. Like in my mind, I'm like, I manage so many different idiosyncrasies on a regular basis. And sure, you throw a child or children into the mix. It's just going to mix things up and make it a little crazier. But I never thought that, you know, my relationship would be that detrimentally affected. My finances would be killed and I wouldn't be able to be a working mom. So naturally, I fell into a real bad hole of anxiety and depression. And this was during my first pregnancy. It was sad. It was it was so sad. I felt like I couldn't really enjoy it. And again, I'm not blaming anyone because it's it's just that was my perception of what I was reading and I let it sink in and I began to exude it. But I don't think I'm the only one here that has felt or will feel that way. I literally remember one point standing in my kitchen crying, making an omelet and thinking to myself, "Wow, Steph, you, you know, you better enjoy that omelet because pretty soon you are never going to have the time to make scrambled eggs again. That's how I felt. Like I literally wasn't going to have a second to myself. So, I mean, like I'm saying, these are my subjective perceptions. Obviously everybody reacts differently to what is portrayed in the media, but I really fell victim to this completely. And most of all, I was embarrassed. Like I saw so many of my other mom friends or expectant mothers that I was friends with on Instagram following these accounts, liking the posts, and I'm like, clearly they don't have an issue with this. I'm like, am I the only one? Like, I I get it that these influencers are tasked with showing how, you know, quote unquote, real motherhood is because it is real and it's dirty and it's hard, especially when you're working full time. But I felt like by reading this stuff, like, I don't know. It was like misery loves company and they were sacrificing the mental health for expectant mothers out there. And it was only until I was a few months postpartum where my hormones were a little bit more regulated. I broached a conversation with some of my mom friends. Um, A few of my close friends were pregnant alongside me, both worked full time. Um, Not that we didn't talk about it during pregnancy, but I was a little bit more open after having my daughter talking about how I felt since I felt a little calmer, like, okay, I'm here, I can do this. And a lot of the people that I talked to had also muted accounts and stories like I did. And I was kind of disappointed that I kept my mouth shut because maybe talking about it while it was happening would have made me feel a little better, would have alleviated my fears a little more. And on top of this, you know, I went back to work after 14 weeks. I was exclusively breastfeeding. And not only that, I was pumping. And don't you guys worry, that will be a completely separate podcast because that was the most sacrificial thing I've ever done in my life. But my life had truly done a one a 180, but I realized a lot of the media's perceived truths were false. And there's a really, really fine line between being factual and being hyperbolic when it comes to highly emotional situations like these. And I would say as a whole, like mothers are overwhelmed. Like, yes, I'm, I'm freaking tired. I'm tired and I sleep nine hours a night. So that may sound pathetic to some of you that don't sleep nearly as much, but I, my mind is on the go all day, every day. I'm making checklists. I'm making sure that we have enough toilet paper and tissues in the house. I'm making sure that, um, I have my daughter's meals planned. I'm making sure that we have enough for dinner. 
who's got a birthday coming up? Am I writing a card for someone? What are we doing this weekend? Like it never, it never ends. And like my mind is constantly going, but this is a fact of life and it's natural. We wear like 87 different hats a day, sometimes an hour. And unfortunately, I do think that the media and some people capitalize off of this and they position the negativity to, to drag other women down. Because if one person is miserable like me, and I read one of those miserable posts, I would resonate with that person and be like, oh yeah, life sucks. Ha ha ha. I'm so sad. Let's do it together. Like that to me is so uninspiring as someone who was deeply affected by negative comments in the media. And like, I would have rather had somebody that was a little bit more uplifting in their experience. Because let me tell you, having a child is one of the most, if not the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced in my life. Was it the hardest? Absolutely. But guess what? She is 14 months and change and I am still here. I was able to work and breastfeed full time, have a social life. My husband and I are as good as we ever have been in all the years we've been together. So like all this bullshit is just bullshit. So I really think that these, you know, resources, as what they call them, need to really reevaluate how they're positioning life during pregnancy and postpartum. Everyone's life and everyone's child or children are different. So they there will be individualized struggles for each individual, each family. But when it comes especially to working and being a mother, it's exhausting. It's like working full-time, two full-time jobs at once with constant overlap. Throw breastfeeding in the mix, it's three full-time jobs but it's doable. So why doesn't the media tell us it's as doable as it is? Why was I reading articles that were basically saying like, haha, best of luck, you're signing your life away. Also, when it comes to childcare, it's expensive. It's a fact of life and it's only needed until these babies go to school. So if I think about it, because this is something that I was very nervous about, why doesn't the media reassure us that it's an added expense for a season of life instead of something that is you know, financially so detrimental. Because guess what? By the time your children turn four or five and they're ready to go to kindergarten, I'm sure, and I know I would feel this way too, there is no amount of money that I wouldn't have paid to have them stay little longer. You know, in all guys, and again, you know, this is a little heated. (laughs) This was a tough one for me because it caused me a lot of angst and a lot of sadness during what should, should have been an extremely happy time. You know, I will never forget being 31 and having my motherly ideals nearly shattered due to negative content consumption. And I can't get that time back. I can't honestly, if you ask me, how was your pregnancy? I would tell you it was pretty bad. And not just because of the physical aspects and because I had gestational diabetes, but mentally, I was just not in a great place. I was very scared about where life was headed for me. So right now, if you're still listening, which I hope you are, because here, here's the zinger. I'm here to tell all future mothers that guys, everything is possible. There's going to be some bad days, no doubt. There's going to be some days where you cry your eyes out or you can't wait to put them to bed or you have a shitty day at work or something doesn't get done. The dog throws up. The house is a mess. I mean, (laughs) enter in any X value you want (laughs) in that sentence, but the bad does not outweigh the good and life becomes wholly more complex. I have less time for myself. Yes. Do I need to put greater priority on my marriage and self-care more than ever? absolutely do because I don't have that kind of free time that I once had. But 
please, please listen to me. I wish I had heard or read something like this in my second trimester that gave me the confidence and the wherewithal to know that things will all be okay. And I just wanted to let you know too that yes, I still do have time to make eggs. I make them every day on different varieties, scrambled, sunny side up is usually my favorite and they taste better than ever. All right, have a good one.